catching you up on the latest stories that you should know from around the Sunshine State heading into this Tuesday morning, April 18th. I'm Sarah Sowers, and this is The Point from WUFT News. Recently, the Alachua County Commission voted 4-1 to to reduce costs for inmate phone calls, but it didn't happen overnight. I spoke with UF student Graham Bernstein, the director of political affairs for Florida Student Policy Forum, about his year-long effort pushing to make jail calls free. About a year ago, our organization decided to advocate for our proposed reform of free calls for inmates at the Alachua County Jail. And in doing so, we decided to use all the research, all the work, all the conversations we'd had on the topic and push for our local county commissioners here in Gainesville, where I'm from, to enact this reform. And in that process, we partnered with the Alachua County Labor Coalition. And then also we worked alongside Florida Prisoner Solidarity. And why was this a personal project for you? When we talk about communication for incarcerated people, that's an extraordinarily specific area of policymaking. So our goal was always, like I said, to look at common sense solutions, common sense problems, things that everybody recognizes as something that should be acted upon, as something that's causing problems and as something that needs to be fixed. One of the things I stumbled on was an article from a Harvard political science magazine, and it was called Mother or Money, the Exorbitant Cost of a Prison Phone Call. When I read that article, it detailed some of the issues with prison phone calls. And again, I didn't know anything about prison communication. So going from that to being at an event here at UF called the Future of Florida Summit, where we were talking about current policy issues in Florida, and somebody from the group Florida Prisoner Solidarity, Kevin Scott, goes on stage And he starts talking about all the problems with prison phone calls here in Florida. So reading something in a Harvard political science magazine, not attending Harvard, and then being here at UF, at my university, where I'm from here in Gainesville, hearing somebody talk about this problem in front of me, I thought clearly something's wrong here. Yeah, specifically in in North Central Florida, Alachua County, Marion County, what does uh, that prison communication look like? And how might this new proposal change that? Yeah, absolutely. The first thing I want to establish right off the bat is that that jail calls are more expensive than prison calls. I think this is an important distinction to make because while people who are in jail, for instance, the the average length of stay for the Alachua County Jail, based on the, the last figures I saw from the state attorney's office court services, was around 130 days. Again, that's still a significant number in and of itself. But compared to some of the stays that people will have in the state prison system, you might think, well, the cost of inmate communication in the jails might be in less, not as significant if people are only in there for a little while. But again, the cost of communication for people in the jail, specifically in Alachua County's jail, is not at all insignificant. Costs of inmate communication, inmate phone calls specifically within the jail, are actually pretty high. They're more expensive than for those who are in those who are in prison. Of course, those who are in prison are in there for longer, so it kind of balances out. But the point being, this is not an insignificant problem that we're talking about. And phone calls are a primary method of communication for incarcerated people. Given barriers to visitation, whether that's the cost of transportation or otherwise, or specific policies at correctional facilities, discouraging or not allowing in-person visits, phone calls are a primary method of communication for the incarcerated. 
when we talk about these phone calls, we have to emphasize the fact that the families of the incarcerated are paying for these phone calls. The problem with the costs of these calls is because there are a select few providers who really control the inmate communication market. There are two companies, Securus and GTL, which control around 80% of the inmate calls market. And the way these companies compete is they charge the highest prices possible, again, to the families of the incarcerated, not the incarcerated themselves. They charge these highest prices possible in order to get enough revenue to give the highest commission payments possible to these correctional facilities or the entities that manage them in order to win these contracts. The Alachua County Commission was guaranteed in its contract with Securus a minimum of around $300,000 to $400,000 annually. So we have these high commission payments driving up the costs of these calls. This pushes families into debt. You have families that are choosing either to talk to their loved ones who are incarcerated or go out and buy food. What's more is, since the 1970s, research is centered around this specifically, if you don't have communication between the incarcerated and their loved ones in the outside world, you have a higher likelihood of recidivism. So there's a public safety factor here too. If you're locked up, or however long you're locked up, and you can't talk to people on the outside world, you can't talk to your family, you can't talk to your employer, you can't see if you'll be able to get housing, when you re-enter society, you will be more likely to re-offend. We wanted to make it so that people who were incarcerated could succeed upon release and have a lower likelihood of reoffending. And we wanted to make sure that we would have cost-effective corrections policy. We're spending money to incarcerate people so they can be rehabilitated and re-enter society without committing more crimes and costing the taxpayer more money. At this local level in Alachua County, who will now be funding these calls now that they're free? And what will that look like, broadly speaking, kind of as a model? The county commission decided as soon as possible to try to make these calls free and unlimited. And then they intend to work with the sheriff to come up with the framework for reworking, rewriting the contract and putting it out to bid again instead of the Alachua County Commission, if it is to take on this burden of paying for the calls, which it will, instead of paying at a per minute per call basis, they'll switch to paying on a per line per month basis, or perhaps per year basis, but at the very least per line basis. This will help control for costs instead of incurring hefty charges on a permanent basis. There are other examples here within Florida, considering all of our 67 counties, and then also within the prison system, the DOC system, which is where we are also asking for reform. There, there's not some widespread system of free calls. So we think Ushering this in here in Alachua will not just help us expand it across the state to other areas where there are severe, significant problems with the current state of communication for the incarcerated. We also think that we can use this as a springboard for continuing to argue for our legislation to be enacted at the state level for prisoners to help facilitate their communication as well. And then even just going beyond Florida, another jurisdiction that makes calls free is another example for other jurisdictions in other states at the county level or at the state level to make calls more affordable or free. That was UF student Graham Bernstein, the director of political affairs for Florida Student Policy Forum, talking about the recent local efforts to make jail calls free. Now for today's top headlines from around the state. 
It's tax day and the deadline to file for tax returns or an extension. NPR reports the average tax refund this year is about $2,900, an almost 10% drop from last year. Refunds are likely smaller because COVID-19-related stimulus checks have gone away. The IRS says refunds should take three weeks or less. Governor Ron DeSantis says a bill is in the works that would revoke the previous agreement made between Reedy Creek Improvement Board and Disney before being taken over by the state. WMFE reports this would allow the new Central Florida Tourism Oversight District Board to develop the land around the theme parks, including in the cities of Lake Buena Vista and Bay Lake, as it sees fit. Universal Orlando and SeaWorld are not included in this district. Bills in the House and Senate that would authorize the Florida Department of Transportation to undertake demonstration projects and studies evaluating the use of radioactive phosphogypsum for road construction are headed to the floor for votes, facing virtually no opposition among lawmakers. Fresh Take Florida reports so far only Democrats have voted against the bills in committee hearings. Subscribe to The Point Newsletter, which drops the latest Florida stories into your inbox every weekday morning at 8 a.m. Visit wuft.org to subscribe and view our most recent issues. I'm Sarah Sowers, and you have been listening to The Point from WUFT News out of the University of Florida's College of Journalism and Communications. Have a great Tuesday.